if you're a believer in this house, let's lift up his name together. Come on, all over this house, if you're a believer in Jesus, come on and lift up your voice and lift up your hands and give him praise. Hallelujah. I bless your name, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to keep coming to you like water on a rock. So I'm going to just keep dripping every Sunday. And I'm going to remind all of us of our purpose. Our purpose was we were created to worship him. Come on. We were created to worship him. And as I'm going to keep telling you, those who have the most worship him the least. And those who have the least worship him the most. And I don't want that said about TPC. I don't know what you are facing today, but I do know one solution. And that is this. If you will magnify him, then your problem will get smaller. But if you don't magnify him, your problem is going to look so much larger. I'm not here to beg you. I'm not here to be uh, somebody that waves pom-poms to try to get people who are believers to do what we're called to do. So I'm not up here to beg you. I am here to ask you if you have a problem. I am simply here to ask you if you have some type of problem. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the greatness of the problem solver this morning. I am praying as your pastor that such a spirit and power and presence of God will manifest itself, that people are healed during our time of worship, that problems are solved, amen, that situations are resolved in our time of worship. Because I know where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there is power, there's victory. Can I get a witness in this house? Sister Kaylee's going to sing that again. And I just want, if you've got a situation, I just want you to step out of your pew no matter what it is, physical, spiritual, health, family, friends, neighborhood, school, whatever it is. And I'm just going to ask you to get your focus off of that and get your focus on the Lord. And we all as believers, come on and let's lift up his mighty name. You can be healed right now in the next few minutes. You can receive an answer right now. God can give you direction right here, right now. Come on, you don't need a man or a woman. You need Him, the Savior, the Christ. Come on, get your focus. Get your focus on Him. I'm going to praise you, God. You and I were created to worship. Come on, let's do what we were created to do.
Hallelujah. Can we obey the Lord this morning? All right, so listen, if you are ill, you're not feeling well, be that you have problems in your neck, headaches, stomach aches, back aches, any kind of aches or pain, you're just not feeling well, would you lift your hand? If you're not feeling well, would you lift your hand? Okay, now here's what I want you to do. If you're a believer and you see somebody's hand raised, I want you to just put your hand on their shoulder right now. Would you do that? If you see a believer and their hand is raised, put your hand on their shoulder. These signs shall follow them that believe. Let's pray the prayer of faith right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, according to your word that says in 1 Peter 2 and 24, by your stripes we were, we were healed. It's already done. Now we're going to claim it by grace through faith in your name. We speak over every brother, every sister, every believer, every unbeliever, every child of God. In the name of Jesus, we right now command healing to be restored to your spirit, to your soul, and to your body in the name of Jesus. He took headaches, backaches, stomachaches, tumors, cancers. He took all manner of diabetes and sicknesses and diseases. And by his stripes, ye were healed in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, you can feel the power of God right now. Somebody, somebody is receiving work of grace by faith through his name in the name of Jesus come on no weapon of sickness formed against you God doesn't want it to prosper he doesn't want to take he doesn't want it to take over your mind your spirit or your body in the name of Jesus thank you believing for God to touch you. Claim it right now. Say, I claim my healing. I claim my victory, God. I claim it by faith through grace in your name. Yes, I do, Lord. Situation. You just you just need God to make a way. It's just something beyond you. Would you lift your hand? You need God to make a way. You need God to make a way. How many of you need God to make a way? Okay. Now here's what we're going to do. If you've raised your hand in just a minute, we're going to do something like this. Just listen. We're going to do something like this. Father, you see the need. Now make a way. Open the doors that need to open and close the doors that need to close. Melt. Melt hearts that haven't forgiven. Melt their hearts. 
Let forgiveness happen in this situation. Are you with me? Can we agree like that? Come on, let's agree right now. Touch your neighbor if you see their hands raised. In the name of Jesus. On the authority of the name of Jesus. Father, you said that you would make a way. You said you are the way. You said you are the truth. And you are the life. In the name of Jesus. On the authority of that great name. That God, the God, who can open doors, who can close doors, who can melt the hardness of men's hearts, who can turn the hearts of the fathers back to their sons and the daughters back to their mothers. In the name of Jesus, do for your people what we cannot do for ourselves. Let a fresh anointing touch us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Let it begin to change. Let it begin to change. Let the hearts begin to change. Let the atmosphere in our homes begin to change. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing that God can't do. There is nothing that He can't do. Come on. He's here right now. Reach out and touch Him. Come on. He's here to bless you. He's here to help you. He's here to answer your prayer. He's here to meet your needs. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. Right now. Today and it doesn't work in tomorrow. Faith works right now. Now faith is working. Now God is moving. Now God is opening. Thank you, Jesus. I pray it transposes into your living room, into your bedroom, into your kitchen, that you can feel the power of Almighty God as it breaks every chain of darkness, breaks every power of oppression and depression. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, you call us to be free, free. Call us to live the abundant life.
presence of the Lord is here in this house. I am prepared if the Lord wants for me to preach. You know, I try to be prepared every Sunday. But I definitely don't want to step on His toes. I want God to have His perfect will in this service. This message can wait if God wants to take over. I don't know who you are, but I know I have prayed for you. I know I was up early praying for you this morning. And I was praying that God give us all a fresh anointing because we all need a fresh touch of Him, His power. We all need to walk in victory. God doesn't want us walking in oppression and depression. And I take authority over it in the name of Jesus. No weapon, no weapon that the enemy tries to shoot at us. No dart, no fiery dart. It's going to pierce the shield of our faith. Now here's what I want you to do. If you just want God to give you a fresh anointing, or maybe you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit all over this house, I don't know about you, but I could use a fresh anointing. Life has a way of depleting and subtracting, and that's why I'm here, because I need the freshness of God to touch me. He knows what I'm going through, and God knows what you're going through. Why don't you lift up your hands right now and say, God, I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh anointing. I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I need more than my willpower. I need God's power. Come on, let the Holy Spirit touch you in your spirit, in your soul, in your body right now.
Will you follow me as I follow Christ? Can we go deeper this morning? Are you, or, or do we have a routine we got to follow today? Are y'all going to put God in a box or are you going to let him out? Come on, are you going to let him out? Are you going to let him have his way? I want us to sing that song. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. God's trying to draw somebody. He loves you so much. Listen, listen to me. I have Bible for this. He will leave the 99. Yes, he will. He will leave the 99 to embrace the one. Because that's how much he loves you. I'm not here to beg you. I never see in the Bible where God begged anybody to follow him. He just asked him to come. I'm asking you to come closer to the Lord right now. That's all I'm asking. I'm not here to make you. I can't make you. I'm not here to beg you. I won't beg you. I'm here to ask you. Would you come? Would you come? Come where? Come closer to the Father. Come back to the Father's house. Lay your sin down and pick up and let Him put His righteousness on you. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? If He ever catches you, all He's going to do is love you. That's all He's going to do is love you. Would you let the Lord love on you right now? Would you let the Lord love on you? You don't have to even come up to this altar, but right where you're standing in that pew... Would you just say, Lord, here I am. I want to make my way back. All over this building, as Sister Kaylee sings this beautiful song, I want all of us again just to say, God, draw me. My soul, my Savior, God, to
one thing, and that's your heart. He wants all of your heart. That's all he wants is for you to say yes. Yes, Lord. of my mind. God, forgive me for the sins of my mouth. God, forgive me for the sins of my body. I come to you today. I can't do this on my own. I need more than willpower. I need your power. Thank you for your power, for your grace, and for your mercy. God, I thank you for your purposes and your plan for each and every one of us. Help us to walk in that. Because God, nothing, nothing will ever fulfill us like you. Everything else is a substitute to try to feel the emptiness that only you can feel. And in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every spirit of alcohol, every spirit of drugs, every substitute, everything that we would try to fill our life with in vain, hoping that we can find some type of fulfillment and happiness. And it'll never come in those things. But it comes in the fullness of Christ. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. For every heart that is here. That that heart would be turned toward you. And it would be surrendered to you. God, what we need today is a heart transplant. That's what we need. Lord, we need a heart transplant because there's some angry hearts and it needs a transplant. Put love in that heart. There's some bitter hearts. It needs a transplant. Put forgiveness in that heart. There's revenge in some hearts. Transplant that heart. 
And Lord, put forgiveness in that heart of revenge. In the name of the Lord Jesus, there's hate and there's prejudice in some hearts. Lord, turn those hearts to love and acceptance. Do a heart transplant in this house. Because only you can do it. And we thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you right now in the seriousness and in the fellowship that is in this room, whatever you want right now, would you just put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder and would you pray it over them? Father, I pray for all of these that are on this stage. And I pray for all of my brothers and sisters, Lord, in this room, that you would give them divine favor. Because one day of favor is worth a lifetime of labor. God, put us at the right place at the right time. God, give us the heart transplant that we need. Change our hearts, oh God. Change our hearts, Lord. I pray, God, that you would touch our attitudes and our spirit. I pray for the blessings of the Lord. That they would be blessed as they come in and blessed as they go out. Father, I pray for divine wisdom in the situations that we face with our family, God, in school, Lord, on our job, with our boss, in our church. Give us wisdom, divine guidance. Hallelujah. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I pray for all of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to go back to my song I've been singing a lot. I love you. I love you. I love you. And here's what I want you to do, if you will. Just be kind enough to put a smile on your face, handshake or a kind word, and go to at least three people and tell them something good. Like, I'm glad to see you. You look nice. Thank you for being here.
everybody give him praise for his great love. Come on, let's thank him for what he's done here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Sister Morgan's going to come and give us announcements. You can be seated. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord, TPC. I'm so thankful I'm here for this. This is such a phenomenal service, and he's moving in mighty ways. So we're going to get on to the announcements. If this is your first time joining us today, we want you to feel right at home and know that this is a safe place, and we are so glad to have you join us here. One of the best ways you can get connected with us is to fill out one of our connection cards. There should be a card at your seat or in front of you, and you can fill that out and pass it in with the offering as it comes around. And you can also text the word GUEST to 337-227-9609 to fill out one of our digital connection cards for all you tech-savvy folks out there. We've got a special gift just for you, a small token of our appreciation for you being here. We are so excited to connect with each of you. There are Easter cards out at the front, so you can get those, pick them up, pass them out, invite friends. Come expecting great things next Sunday. We're looking forward to that. This week is Passion Week, and it leads up to us celebrating what Jesus did on the cross for us and the power of his resurrection. So starting tomorrow, we are encouraging you to join us online as we turn our hearts toward Easter through a seven-day devotional that leads us through the week leading up to Easter. You can find this on our Facebook page, on our church app, or on our website. So this is a great thing for us to do together as a church and to come expecting great things next Sunday for Easter. As our ushers come forward at this time, I was thinking about Easter and this resurrection week that we have coming up. And it's not something that we can just use in our everyday lives, but it, it is something we can use in our everyday lives, not just this week, because evil always looks like it's going to win right before it doesn't. So just remember that. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this amazing service. We thank you for every individual that is here today. We ask you to bless every soul here. We ask you to lead us and guide us this week. Help us to be bold and go forward and invite others for this next service. We ask you to bless this Easter week. We ask you, God, to bless this offering. Do with it what you will, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. with the 
before we're seated, can we do that? Let's just give a shout of praise to the Lord. We thank you for your marvelous works toward the children of men. We exalt your name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for your worship. Thank you for responding to the word of the Lord. On this day, 12 years ago, a great man went to be with the Lord. And I want to honor and give honor to whom honor is due. For almost 30 years, you had a great pastor in Brother David Hennigan. And he passed away 12 years ago. And I'd like to give this wonderful pastor and this wonderful man of God honor. And Sister Hennigan, are you here? It's only fitting, sweetheart. Please stand. Janet and I, Trey and Molly and Brooke, we love Sister Hennigan. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. When I came here, I didn't have to live down any scandals because Brother and Sister Hennigan were people of principle and integrity. We didn't, we didn't have to struggle financially because they left this church in a good financial position. And I just want to say, I realize I'm on a stage I didn't build and I'm drinking from a well I didn't dig. Brother and Sister Hennigan, I honor you and honor the memory of a great man. And I mean that sincerely. Thank you. I think we handed out at our railroad festival close to 1,200, 1,500 pair of sunglasses. So to all of you that helped, you helped us in our booth. Would you just raise your hand? You, you served some, somehow, some way. Would you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for serving. I appreciate that. As uh, Sister Morgan has already alluded to, these are our Easter invite cards. And I just want to give all of you heads up because we've been pretty full the last few Sundays. And I know you're thinking, my God, where are we going to put them at Easter? Well, we're, we're going to clean out the balcony up there. We're going to put a few in the balcony. And then Brother David's going to put us a large TV here in this uh, little foyer as an overflow. And then we'll put chairs out if we need to. But uh, we're, we're not going to turn anyone away. And listen, we're not going to come next Sunday. I just want to give you heads up. I know it's Easter. I know you get all dialed up in your new attire, and that's great. Love all that. But we're not going to come and play cute church next week. Okay? People's lives are not changed by cute church. People's lives are changed by what we feel and have felt from the presence of Almighty God. So we're just, we're going to accommodate and we're going to make room and everybody be on your A game. But don't get quiet. Don't get silent. People know they're coming to a Pentecostal church. They already know that. They already know we're demonstrative in our worship. Right? It's not like we're trying to hide it. Okay? So don't hide your light under a bushel. Let it shine. Let your praise go forth. And let's see what the Lord will do for us and for His people. Can I get a witness? Also, if you do not have an Easter invite card, take a dozen or so and hand them out this week and invite your friends, your guests, your neighborhood, and just let them know that 
we're going to be excited about having them. Again, as Sister Morgan has already told you, starting tomorrow, we're going to encourage you to join us online as we enter into a week of passion. It's called a Passion Week, and that is starting today to Easter next Sunday. And this is going to be a seven-day devotional that leads us through the week leading up to Easter. And you're going to be able to find this on Facebook, our church app, and our church website. Okay? Now, I know we've had a big week, right? And I know that most of you are probably a little tired. So guess what? I'm not going to preach this morning. We're going to sing another course. And I'm going to let you go home. Unless you want me to preach. A little bit. You want me to preach a little bit? Are you sure? Because I'm serious. I'll let you go. Okay. Well, you asked for it. All right, you can just be seated. I know you've been standing for a long time. <laughs> but I have been too. <laughs> All right, Luke 19 then. Luke 19, verse 28. Are y'all sure y'all ready for this? Nathan, you and your family did a great job at Railroad Festival. So proud of you, sir. I'm proud of all of you. I love you. I love this church. I pray for you. All right, here we go. Luke 19, 28. When he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near. That That's a difficult word. It's. Beth, Beth, yeah. When he came near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, verse 30, saying, go into the village opposite of you, where as you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. Verse 32. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosening the colt, the owner of it said to them, why are you loosening the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And then they brought him to Jesus and they threw their own clothes on the colt and they sat Jesus on him. I normally don't read these many verses, but let's keep reading. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. And then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice And praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, and peace in heaven and glory in the highest. 
And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Verse 40, but he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. All right, so I'm going to just, here we go. I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about why must Jesus be praised? Why must Jesus be praised? So if you're familiar with Palm Sunday, um, then you understand what it's about. But if you're new and you don't understand what Palm Sunday is about, let me just quickly give you a little explanation. Palm Sunday is when the people of Jerusalem, they cut down tree branches. Many of them think it was palm branches. And they would take their clothes and these tree branches and palm branches, and then they would begin to wave them, and they would lay it down on the road because that was an ancient custom of welcoming a king. And so what they were literally doing here is, is they were welcoming the king into Jerusalem. There had been a lot of talk buzzing around about Jesus and how Jesus had performed miracles. There was talk going on throughout that whole region that Jesus had opened the eyes of the blind. He had healed the deaf ears. He had, he had, he had created strength in lame limbs and now they were walking again and and talk was even going on that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. So now Jesus right now in this Palm Sunday is at the pinnacle of his popularity. And, and the people are wanting to crown him as king. They are waving these palm branches. They are waving these tree limbs. They are putting their clothes in front of him uh, on the road. And, and they are shouting things such as, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so what happens is they were people that said, you know what? We have heard these prophecies because Zechariah had prophesied that this was going to happen 450 years prior to this day. And they were like, we are the people that is going to get to see Jesus be crowned as king. And so these people were elated. They were excited. They were jubilant because they knew that Jesus was coming to the temple that very hour. And this could finally be it. The Messiah that they had dreamed about and talked about, they were going to get to see it for themselves. So when Jesus crested that heel on that donkey, and they were shouting and giving praise to God. That whole group of people, that whole crowd just exploded with praise. And blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the King who comes in the name of the Lord. And then Luke tells us that there were Pharisees that were there. These, these religious policemen that were there to just make sure that nothing got out of order. Here's what they did. They said, how dare Jesus 
to claim that he is the Messiah. In their eyes, this was blasphemy. It was. It was blasphemy because the Pharisees saw it as Jesus was a self-appointed teacher from the wrong side of the tracks. And word was that he may even really be an illegitimate child. Who is he to claim that he is the Davidic Messiah? The one who is going to come and liberate Israel. And so the Pharisees said this. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to be quiet. And here's how Jesus answered. And I like this translation. He said, I tell you, if they keep quiet... The stones will cry out. In other words, Jesus was saying, you see all these stones around you? That they will literally cry out if my people do not. Brothers and sisters, the central truth of this verse is this. Jesus must be praised. And that raises the question, why must Jesus be praised? What about Jesus that makes it so essential that all humanity praise Him? And the answer is very simple. Are you ready? It's because of who He is. He is the Messiah. He is the only God who can deliver us from our sin And He is the only God who can deliver us from death, hell, and the grave. My sweet brothers and sisters, there is nothing more important in all of life than the identity of Jesus Christ and seeing His kingship and His lordship. You and I are going to identify in something. We're going to identify in a paycheck. We're going to identify in a position. We're going to identify in our pleasures. We're going to identify in our possessions. We're going to identify in something that says this right here makes me valuable. But can I remind you that everything that we put our identity in, if it is in people, if it is in possessions, if it is in a paycheck, those things can be here today and they can be gone tomorrow. So you might want to be careful what you put your identity in. But can I remind you that Jesus said, I am a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. He says in the book of Hebrews, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. You want to make sure, oh, I feel my help now. You want to make sure that you put your identity in something that is not going to be here today and leave you tomorrow. That's why Jesus deserves to be praised because you and I couldn't save ourselves. But thank God he came as a savior. Come on, somebody, give God some praise up in this house. Mm. You want me to keep preaching? So when Jesus appeared and they broke out into shouts of jubilation, 
Those shouts of jubilation and praise infuriated the Pharisees. And that's why they told Jesus, tell your disciples to be quiet. Why? Here's why. Because they were afraid that the Roman authorities were going to come in when they heard that the people are making all of this noise about crowning the Jewish king. And really what they were afraid about is that it was going to disrupt their positions of power. Right? And so they said, Jesus, tell your disciples to be quiet. So can I tell you that even in our day, our culture does not want a king. And yet... We love the fantasy stories of a king who comes to conquer evil. How many of your parents know that your little girls and your little boys still to this day love a prince and a princesses? Sure they do. You know why? Because it's in our hearts. We want a hero. We want a savior. You ladies, if y'all are get honest, in your day before your husband made you really mad, on the wedding day, you were looking for that knight in shining armor. Yes, you was. And that husband was looking for his bride. Come on. Why? Because something in us wants to know that if we're ever in distress, There's going to be someone there to save us. That's right. You know, even a man in all of his machoism, even a man that's macho likes the thought of a hero coming to take out the villain and save the village. I looked it up just to make sure I knew what I was talking about. And I found out the top five grossing movies of all times. You know what they are? They're superhero movies or they're movies that have a plot that's fighting good against evil. Here are the top grossing movies of all times. Marvel's Avenger, which most of you don't have a clue. I don't either. It's a superhero movie. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what I thought. Younger crowd does. I've never watched Marvel's Endgame. Is that another movie? Yeah. Superhero, right? Okay, I've never watched Avatar. What's Avatar about? Anybody watched it? Okay, must be about good and evil. Star Wars, fight of good and evil. Spider-Man. Superhero. What are you saying? I'm saying the top grossing movies of all times are either superheroes or the plot is fighting good against evil. Why? Because every one of us have a longing in our heart for a king, a superhero, somebody that's going to save the day. You don't even realize it, but what you and I want, we really want a reconstructed Eden. We want heaven on earth. Why? Because that's what we were made for. The reason why we don't identify with death and it hurts us so deeply is because we were never designed by God to die or to experience death. We were designed by God to experience life and to live in peace and harmony with nature and with people. Are y'all still with me? 
And so that's why that we love human. That's why we love superheroes. And so we learn, we we long for the perfect king, the ultimate king, somebody to come and triumph over evil. But isn't that the gospel? There actually is such a king and his name is Jesus and he's coming back. And when he comes back, we'll realize as never before why we don't need to put anything or anyone else on that throne. We need to keep Jesus, the Lord of our life and worship him and him alone. Are you still with me? Jesus is the ultimate king. And so he deserves our praise. Jesus is also a transformational king. Hey, have you ever thought about this? Pretty cool thought. Jesus says, go and get this colt. It's never been ridden. Okay, I can tell some of you don't know about horses or or donkeys. Okay, so I'm going to give you just a quick little... uh, Listen, a horse and a donkey has to be what's called broken. Because you just don't jump on a little colt and ride it nice and pretty. Jesus said, go and get this colt, never been ridden on and bring it to me. They go and get the colt. Man says, what you doing? They said, the Lord hath need of it. They said, fine, take it. Jesus gets on this colt. That has never been ridden. Not only that, but this colt that has never been ridden that ought to be bucking, snorting, jumping up and down. Not only that, but he's riding through this crowd of people that are waving palm branches and limbs and they're shouting. Now you can even have a tame horse. You start waving limbs around even a tame horse. It's going to start rearing up. But not this one. Why? Because when Jesus sat on it, that little colt knew, this is my creator. Come on, I got to stop. Stand to your feet. I got so much more. I'll give you lesson number two whenever. Maybe next, next year. But that little colt understood, this is my creator. And you know what, you know what God did? God literally transformed the nature of that cult. Why? Because Jesus is transformative. See, nobody else can change your heart, but Jesus can. Nobody else can take a black heart and wash it with his red blood and make it white as snow. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus can. Jesus can give you a new heart and a new nature. That's why he deserves to be praised. Oh, my Lord. Come on, Sister Kaylee. We're going to end this with I won't let the stones cry out. I'm going to praise him. Why? Because here's what I know. Here's what I know. Y'all with me? If you don't crown Jesus king of your life, you're going to crown something. Yes, you are. You say, oh, I don't know if I believe that. I'm going to tell you, there is something in your life. It may be the sound of a cash register. And you bow to it. You may be bowing to pretty women. You may be bowing to position. 
You may be bowing down to wine. I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, every one of us in this room, we're bowing down to something. And you and I will become like whatever we worship. That's why God wants to be on the throne. Because He knows the more you worship Him, the more you become like Him. He realizes that every other God will take you down. But He's the only God that can lift you up out of the miry clay. Set your feet on a rock to stay. Put a song in your heart to stay. Come on, somebody. He is the mighty God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. The one that was and is and is to come. There is nobody like Him. Come on and give Him your best praise. Come on and give him your best praise. Hallelujah. If you haven't made him Lord and Savior of your life, you know what? I'm not a beggar, I'm a believer. But I'm asking you, make him Lord and Savior of your life. You say, how do I do that, Pastor? I just repent of the sins of my mouth, the sins of my mind, the sins of my heart. And when I repent, repentance, I'll never forget this, Glenn. Thank you, sir. When I repent, it's a change of mind that produces a change of heart, that produces a change of behavior. That says, God, I'm willing to lay all aside all of these substitutes, right? That I try. See, see, all sin is, can I tell you all sin is? All sin is is a substitute to try to fill an emptiness in all of our lives. That's what every sin is. We're trying to fill this void. And you can never fill it with alcohol. That's why people drown themselves in it. That's why you can never fill it with drugs because that's how people overdose. That's why you can never fill it with just anything. That's why people take their life. But I'm going to tell you, this God that I'm talking about, hallelujah, he'll give you joy. He'll give you beauty for ashes. He'll give you the oil of joy for the spirit of mourning. He'll give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Come on, I will praise you. I will praise you. Come on. That's why you need to lift your voice and give your praise to your God, to your Messiah, to the ultimate King, to the transformative King.
Easter Sunday morning. Oh, 